Welcome to Real Life from NVAR. Thanks for tuning in. On this episode, we spoke on the phone with Colin Henderson, author of Master Your Mindset and one of our featured speakers at the 2019 NVAR Convention and Trade Show on October 15th. Colin called in to talk about his journey as an author and motivator and shared with us some inspiring tips about how to listen to ourselves. Hope you enjoy. Colin, thank you so much for joining us today. Steve, what's up, man? How are you guys doing? Oh, we are so excited to have you. We're just a few yeah. weeks away from convention, and uh, man, we we really can't can't wait to get into our topic today. Master your mindset. I love it. I think the stars are aligned, guys. Um, I wrote a book called Master Your Mindset. I started an, an LLC, uh, Master Your Mindset, and your guys' topic for this conference is Master Your Mindset. This is perfect. Oh, this is great. It all it's all coming together. It's all tying in yeah. perfect. So, so Colin, can you tell us what? Uh, you're the author of Master Your Mindset. What does it mean? What yeah. does Master Your Mindset mean? Master Mindset is tools to win the inner game. And if you look at business, look at sport, there's um, revenue we have to hit. There's you know points we have to score to win the game. That's the, the outer game that we all can see, but there's an inner game going on that no one can see. And that is your own self-talk, how you see yourself, dealing with courage, um, uh, failure. So what I teach is really how to win that mindset game. So I'm super pumped to, to share the stuff that I learned. That's awesome. Um, so just getting into master your mindset, like what are, what are some of the things that our attendees and our listeners can, can look forward to hearing from you at the convention uh, specifically on this theme and kind of give us a little sneak peek of, of what you'll be sharing with us. I'm going to share really uh, like five keys with you guys. So the first are the three selves. And the first thing is self-awareness. Self-awareness might be the most important mental skill of all the skills, as in knowing your strengths, as in knowing uh, when that inner critic pops in our head. I don't know if you guys knew this, but 80% of human thought is negative. The brain is designed to survive, not thrive. And I had this inner critic sabotage me for most of my life. And it's this inner voice I call your internal Judge Judy. So just recognizing when that inner critic pops up, it's usually fake. It's usually a lie. It's usually not true. And then also a part of self-awareness is I teach this powerful mental state called flow, being in a flow state. Now, when you're in flow, that means you're in the zone. The activity is the reward, not the outcome. Um, there's no sense of time. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're challenged. You have this energized focus. And, and knowing when you've been in, in, in flow before and knowing what type of triggers, and what type of habits you've done, prior to that moment to access flow because if we're in a flow state it means we're completely present in the moment and we're not judging so really being present now the second self is self-talk and i don't know if you guys realize this but the most important conversation you have each day is with yourself no one speaks to you more than you speak to yourself so how we speak to ourselves influences our internal state and our emotions so if that internal self-talk is negative if you're thinking worst case scenarios, if you're doing a, 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 just a list of all the things that the bad things that could happen, guess what happens? You're going to attract those things. And I like to say thoughts become things. Thoughts become things. If there's anything that they take from my talk coming up here in a few weeks is that to reshift <clears throat> how you speak to yourself. So that's it. And then the third self is self-image. And I think this may be really, really critical for you guys to understand that our limits begin where our vision ends. The most powerful force is how you see yourself. So if you say, man, no one's had success in my, in my role in this part of the country, in this part of my state, 
or, you know, I, I'm not very intelligent or I don't look like that person. I don't have this like, skill set. You will never have success. So building up your self-image and your confidence <clears throat> and also that ties into who are you hanging out with? Who you hang out with, that completely rubs off on you. So having mentors, finding people that have what you want to elevate your habits, your vision, how you talk to yourself. Now, the fourth one really is about the fourth key we're going to talk about. So the first three are the three selves, self-image, self-talk. No, yes, self-awareness, self-talk, and self-image. The third one is courage, having courage. And of all the mental skills, if you look at, you know, what are the best performers in the world have, whether it's business, you're an athlete, if you're an actor, whatever it is in music, and having courage to get those butterflies in alignment. And fear is usually not true. Fear usually is this thing in our mind that we, we crave for. So if you can visualize a big circle, a big pie, and you see this little slice, the big part of the pie, that's what people think fear is, but really it's just this little slice that oftentimes isn't true. So having some tools to, uh, to, to, to take risks, to try something new, to not be ashamed if you make a mistake, because that's how we grow. We grow when we fail. So how many of us don't go for that big customer or we, we've heard no multiple times. So we create our self-image around that failure, around that mistake. So therefore, we're not going to take action again because of that failure. So it's really having the tools to uh, lower that internal arousal, that internal state, that elevated heart rate, palms get sweaty. That is a signal to go. It's not a signal to stop. So we can't grow unless we have nerves. And the, the last one um, is, is, is really mindfulness, is, is really to have some tools to go to the mind gym every day. We stress all the time, go and get your exercise, but to exercise, to uh, breathe, to slow down your breathing, um, to, to practice gratitude, have a, a gratitude journal, uh, to practice affirmations. And a part of mindfulness I like to teach is, man, set, set a goal, write it down. And then what if you take one to five minutes each day and visualize yourself having success? And so those are kind of the, 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 five, the five keys. So you talked about mental courage. Can you share a story with us about a time that you had to overcome fear? Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to stutter. So I used to have this slight stammer and really it got really big and um, it was kind of a problem for me. In the sixth grade, I changed schools. And when I was in, in the first week of class, um, one of the assignments was to read about yourself and to give a report about who you are. And I was up in, in front of the class and most people would probably raise their hand. I don't want to speak in public. It's scary. People are going to think different things. But I got stuck on a word. And I messed up on that word pretty bad. And I just kind of froze. And I heard people laughing. And I felt that warm blanket of shame come over me. I mean, we probably all experienced something like that. But I let that failure define who I was. So after that moment, I avoided speaking in public at all costs because I did not want to feel that feeling again of shame and embarrassment. And when you don't practice, your skills get worse in whatever thing that you're doing. Um, so anytime there is a chance to, to read out loud or, or to give a speech, like I would always find a way to get out of it. Um, or, you know, I would just figure out a way to make it as, as actually short as possible. And I remember at Washington state, I was a senior, I was a captain of the team and someone on the radio who did uh, stuff for, for Washington state said, Colin, this is your senior season playing for the Cougs. 
you're a captain, you've had a good four years. Can you read this script? And we're going to put it on, on the radio. We're going to have a commercial. It's going to feature you. And again, I wasn't practicing these skills. He put the microphone in front of me and I could not read that script. And I was a phenomenal student. I got A's and B's. I was a great student, but because um, I avoided those types of scenarios, that's why I got worse. But I think I was like 26 years old and I was like, man, I got to I gotta conquer this here. I have, to, I have to face it. So I would say step one is to face it. I took speech therapy. I asked for help. And asking for help is a sign of strength, not being weak. So I did I did therapy for like, like four or five months. And then I did Toastmasters. And I would encourage your people out there, Toastmasters is a, is a phenomenal club where you give speeches and you talk and you speak in, in front of a group weekly. So I did that for three years. And let me just say, my first speech was not very good. And I was really nervous, but I kept showing up. I kept showing up. I kept coming back. And I've learned over that process, if you do what you fear the most, there's nothing you cannot do. And But the part of this magic is if you can make your mess your message and get vulnerable. I think a lot of salespeople, we get our self-worth how many deals that, that we close. And if you fail, you look at yourself as a failure. And that's what's kind of the stigma I had on myself. But I've reprogrammed failure. I don't waste a failure. I don't waste a mistake. I learn from it. What's the lesson? So what are some steps our listeners can take to conquer their courage? How would they do that? So I guess if you can break down maybe four steps about courage. Number one is I would write it down. I would read it. And I would speak it back to myself. And because oftentimes you read it back yourself, it's like, is that really the story? Is that really real? And then I would probably say step two is just to tell someone. Because fear lives in the dark. It does. Fear and anxiety, it lives in the future. It's not in the present moment. So if you can talk to somebody that you trust, I think that's just, if it's a mentor, if it's a coworker or someone in part of your team, I mean, that just takes some of that fear away. And then uh, I would say step three would be to face it and then bounce back. I mean, just just to try. And I think a lot of people, they're afraid to, to fail because they're afraid to look stupid or, or, you know, not look a certain way or what are people going to think. But that's how we grow. But really the power and what the best in the world do is they recover quickly. They're able to bounce back. And I'll probably say the last step, so I would jumble that third one together is face and bounce back. The last one is to learn. It's to really learn from that. And I like to say you are not defined by this. I, I teach people to press the reset button, have a reset word for yourself when you recognize that internal critic, when you make a mistake, is have a reset phrase. And my reset phrase is, I'm not defined by this. I'm not defined, you know, how many catches I had as a receiver in football or how many deals I closed or, you know, in, in my past life, I would sell products to hospitals and surgeons. And I'm not defined by how many, you know, catheters I sold, but I'm defined by, was I present in the moment? Was I authentic? Did I grow from this experience? Was I serving in that moment? That is a more uh, healthy tool there to reshift that. I, I, lo I love the idea that reprogramming failure. How do you really get that out of someone's mindset of, of not every success is measurable? Yeah, so there's, I call it focus on the root, not the fruit. If you just get seduced by the fruit, by numbers, whether people think of us, um, stats, uh, just rankings and just, if you just obsess on the fruit outcomes, 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 that's going to be tough. But if you focus on the root things that you can do, like your habits, your funnel, your process, how many calls you're making, are you going to follow up? That is way more powerful. 
And a part of being in a flow state is it's about the process. You love the process, not just the outcome. So knowing your strengths, knowing what you do well, knowing how you're unique and different. And I would double down on that and focus on that process. If you can focus on that process, not the pressure process, not the prize. I've just seen the, the performers, the athletes and the pros I've worked with, the top business people I've worked with, they love that process. And to continue to kind of to bring this into the conventional more, you know, running with the, the evolve theme, think about kind of the way industries change too, not just uh, yeah. a person's per, like personal professional career and kind of the way they grow, but growing with your business. Yeah, I like this concept. When you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you rot. Anticipate, innovate, dominate. And if you're not growing with the environment, you're going to get left behind. And the worst things we can say as performers, as salespeople in our business, that's how I've always done it. So being able to evolve, being able to, you know, to I think reading is a huge key tool um, to look at. I think the biggest thing I've done is um, there's certain mentors I have that I've never met before. I'm trying to stay current with what's the latest thing, what's the newest thing, practice it. Um, but you look at anybody, whether it's Apple with jobs, look at Amazon with Bezos, they have innovated that space. So as human beings, we have this kind of pattern. We're looking for just patterns. And if we can disrupt the pattern, if we can do something unique and different that brings value, that's going to be huge for our, our business. And I just think about this, man, we, we, have, we have one life to live. And I want to be the best version of me. And that's getting 1% better every day. So again, finding mentors that have what I want. Uh, doing the research and it's just basically the habits like listen to a, a podcast going into work and listen to an audio book um, there's stuff on youtube that's free content so you can learn stuff every single day and i think that's probably one of the biggest changes that i made in my life prior to my transformation again six years ago i was in a really bad rut i was stressed i wasn't sleeping i was in a role that wasn't the best fit for me and i was watching a lot of netflix how many of us are spending time time on netflix i was uh, watching a lot of movies, watching a lot of sports. But again, a mentor literally changed my life. He's like, man, there's life-changing content and it's, it's, there's free college out there, or maybe, you know, a book is not very expensive. There's free education or college that's knowledge out there for you. You don't have to pay tuition, but audiobooks, podcasts, he gave me this list. And I think that's probably the biggest shift in my life in terms of happiness, um, of having success is again, go into that mind gym every single day. You, you mentioned gratitude earlier. And I think that's something really important for people to understand when they are trying to master their mindset is the best way to approach, you know, being grateful for those who have helped you get where you are and yeah. also for opportunities going forward. So expand a little bit on yeah. that. Yeah. And if you look at the research, a lot of people think that I need success first and then I'll be happy where the science tells us people who are happy and grateful first attract success faster and sustain it longer. So really learning, like having a, a daily gratitude practice is just like learning how to learn a new skill. Um, so for me, every single morning before I wake up or before my, my uh, feet hit the floor, I really do three things. Um, the first thing I do is I do a gratitude checklist. I do a, a gratitude checklist. I have an amazing wife. Guys, I have five children. I have five kids. I don't know if you know that. Five healthy kids that are amazing. Um, I get to do this podcast with an amazing group today with Kate and Steve. I'm so excited. Um, and then I also have a glass of water on the side of my bed because, you know, you haven't hydrated for eight hours. Your body's hydrated, so I drink water. And then I take a slow, deep breath. 
just slow everything down. And I set one intention for that day. Like, what, what, what am I going to accomplish today? What If I was going to win today, what is it? So if you think about it, I, I've just won the day, basically. I, I've reshifted my, my mindset. Instead of going to my phone, to Instagram, to check emails, which is that helping us get better? What's the ROI on going to Facebook and Instagram the first thing we, we wake up? You're getting validation from the external, not the internal. And uh, gratitude is the antidote to so many things, fear, worry, stress. Um, so I start with gratitude and then I, I drink water and then I, 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 set a, I visualize an intention. And really we, we, we can't live life you know, healthy without three things, without breath, without water and without gratitude. I think one of the most uh, awesome strategies for success is gratitude and service is uh, showing people that you care, going the extra mile, doing that special follow-up, being different, disrupt the pattern. And this, this business world is so fast-paced and it's all about, I got numbers, I got quotas, stress, stress. But if we can shift our perspective to, I already have so much. And that's going to set the stage to attract more abundance. And again, thoughts become things. So if your internal framework is you wake up and you think of all the things you don't have and how stressful you are and how hard it's going to be, your brain's a magnet. It's going to really find those things. What you focus on, you will find. Energy flows where focus goes. But if you can shift your focus to, to gratitude, there's so much data on it lowers stress. You actually live longer. Um, you're able to deal with hardship better. And you're just happier. And when you're happier, when you're having fun, you have more success too. I'm happier just talking about all this happiness. That's pretty awesome. Uh, that's, what, that's what I like. Tell us a little bit about uh, your experience uh, as a speaker. You know, we're again, we're really excited to have you yeah. on October fifteenth at our convention and trade show. What uh, yeah. do you have any interesting stories from the from the speaker yes. for us? And I think about you know mastering mindset. A word I like to say is having empathy. Having empathy. How many times as salespeople or in business, the focus is on our product, on what we do, but not on the other person and. Um, so I started speaking. So really, I started blogging uh, like like four years ago, five years ago about this transformation I had about, you know, the things I'm learning and give you guys tools to be your best self. And part of that, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, you post stuff. A school had called, hey, Colin, we love what you're talking about, about, you know, mindset, about self-talk, about goal setting and gratitude and service. Can you come do our opening assembly at our school? So I work with a lot of athletes and I, I told a story to open the assembly about how at Washington state in football, we had a game where our arch rival during warmup, their marching band was on our field on our side during warmups playing their fight song over and over again. And I told a story, how we got them off our side of the field is we started to throw balls at them. We started throwing footballs at them to get them off our field. And, um, I told that story. I told a lot of different things too. And after my first assembly, I was like, man, I killed that assembly. I crushed it. You know, and my, my host came up to me and she said, Colin, we, we, we got a problem. You know that story you talked about throwing footballs at the uh, band? Well, our band teacher and choir teacher are furious. We're trying to talk about inclusion and loving people and anti-bullying. And you're endorsing throwing footballs at another human? And... <laughs> What I didn't preface with empathy, it, it was a metaphor to quiet the noise. The metaphor was the marching band was on our side of the field in our home field playing their fight song, kind of punking us. We derived a system to get them off our field. So that's kind of like, you know, how we deal with stress, how we deal with, 
you know, failure and all the things that are negative in our life, have tools to quiet the noise. I didn't preface that I was in ballet for three years as a kid. I didn't preface that I did choir for nine years. So I probably associate more of the arts than being a jock, but I didn't think about the other person. It was all about me. It was sage on the stage. So again, mastering your mindset, you know, it's not just about you. I think when we look at stress and we're really kind of going through tough times, the focus is on us instead of, Hey, how can I be a light for others? How can I be the best part of someone's day today? How can I be the next me? Everyone else is already taken. How can I use what I have I like to say that was for this. Use all your experiences to be the best version of you each day. And so having empathy is huge in, in business and in life. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I think we've, we've all really learned a lot today about uh, kind of mastering your mindset, what it means to master your mindset, how to really approach uh, going to work every day with the idea of being positive and, and cultivating, you know, positive thoughts instead of always being bogged down on the stresses and, and the things you're worried about. Uh, Colin, like I said, we're really excited to have you at the convention on, on October 15th. Uh, do you have any last uh, minute uh, messages to, to give to our audience here? So things they can look yeah. for? So. Yeah, and I'll say this too. Um, being a, a former sales trainer in my, in my past life, I, I recognize right away that it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You can be selling houses, selling cars, selling you know, widgets, it doesn't matter. If And we all get sales training, how to prospect, how to deal with, know how to advance the call, how to close, but no one trains us how to deal with failure. No one trains us how to have courage. No one trains us how to have self-awareness. No one trains us on gratitude. No one trains, trains us on how to, you know, use mindfulness and to visualize. No one trains us how to press the reset button. No one trains us on self-awareness. So it's like, you're missing that huge. It's like, if I'm an athlete and I can have the best offensive game plan in the world, but if my body's not, not conditioned to, to endure and, to play a, a full game, doesn't matter how good the offense is. This is the exact same thing. We are conditioning our mindset with all the stuff that we're talking about. So the fact that the meeting title is Master Your Mindset, it shows that you guys are in tune with what's important right now, what people need for success. But if you can show up to, uh, to the my portion or the whole uh, workshop and the whole convention with just an open mind, and, and look to find something new and, and, and to connect with other people. Um, I think that's what I love about these, these types of events is that you get to connect with people. So have an open mind. I would say bring something to write with. Don't just think it, ink it. So you can learn something in that moment. You can write it down. What was a phrase? What was the best practice? And then real learning is upon reflection. So grab a buddy, grab someone that you respect. And hey, what would you take from that? from that seminar or from that workshop or from that, like what nuggets, like how are you going to change? And uh, I like to say, start today, what you'd wish you start a year from now, what you wish start five years from now. Why not now? Fire, aim, ready. It's not ready first. Fire, aim, ready. Just get started. Let's go. All right. Well, that, I mean, that that's good for me. Uh, ink it, don't think it. We'll be there uh, pen and paper in hand on October 15th to uh, love it. Colin Henderson at the convention and trade show. Colin, thank you again so much for joining us today on Real Life. Guys, I'm so grateful and, and so excited to be over there East Coast two weeks. Let's make it happen. Ah, thank you so much. We, we appreciate it. Until next time.